everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Tech Raptor Podcast. I am Robert, your features editor. Andrew Rotten, your editor-in-chief. Roller Doggett, site founder. Uh, Andrew Stretch, Kingdom Hearts editor. Mm-hmm. Right. He edits Kingdom Hearts. So if you're confused by the story, blame him. Yeah, I'm a really bad editor. <laughs> Let's just get that up. He's not very away. good at it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, before we jump into it, I think Rutledge has a little uh, fun announcement for us here. Yeah. So today is October 10th, which is also Mental Health Awareness Day. Um, and I just wanted to call out that today is the second year anniversary of Safe in Our World, a company that we've partnered with to champion mental health. We make a monthly contribution and, uh, you know, our staff has greater support for their own mental health needs through the charity. Um so definitely go and check them out. We'll drop a link in the description. Um, they're an awesome organization to work with and uh, can't wait to continue the relationship. Mm-hmm. And as an add-on to that too, we've we've got an interview coming out later this week with a pretty high profile person who talks about mental health. And uh, we, I'm not going to spoil who they are, but let's just say, think about uh, Castlevania on Netflix. It's someone involved in that. And uh, yeah, they talk a little bit about their mental health. Uh, we got an rad. interview with Mr. Netflix. That's, oh, Netflix that's himself. a big pull guy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> big leagues. Oh, yeah. Uh, but let's get into the show. Today, we're going to talk about Metroid Dread and the OLED switch. We're going to talk about Eastward, New World, and uh, <laughs> I guess Avengers a little bit. But first, let's dive into some news. Twitch got hacked. It's pretty big. <laughs> like, And it's not just a little hack. This is huge. Like, Apparently, allegedly, their entire source code has just been leaked on the internet. Uh, by someone via a torrent file and whoever this anonymous hacker is is doing it in a very I guess Robin Hood kind of way where their whole idea is hey twitch kind of uh, sucks Uh, quote it's a toxic cesspool and this person wants more competition in the streaming space in terms of streaming services not necessarily streamers it's been a rough week for big companies with uh, Facebook, too, going down Oof. for almost an entire day. Um, and then and subsequently the again a couple days later. So yeah. I'm sure Twitch is not having a fun time with this. Um, you know, I can definitely appreciate the hacker's intentions. Um, I'm curious to see if it leads to any change. You know, we've seen a lot of backlash on Twitch for some of their uh, attempts at bettering themselves. Um, so hopefully this is a catalyst to see a better community kind of around everything. Um, cause especially with a lot of the hate rates that have been going on for the last what, month, two months that they just, they have not found a, a solution for, or maybe I don't want to say they don't care, but maybe they don't, um, mm. you know, some change has to happen to improve Twitch as a platform. Well, so yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack, right. In terms of how, toxic twitch can be right because i think if you're in the gaming space for any amount of time you're pretty familiar with toxicity in some way shape or form but it takes a lot of different forms on twitch right like there's there's the almost you know hunger game style like competitive thirst to be the best on twitch which leads to people doing things they probably never would otherwise right but then you also have those hate raids which is totally awful but it also makes you think okay so if there was a twitch competitor would that competitor solve the issues or would the hate rate still be happening, right? Is that a problem with the audience, not necessarily with the service? Yeah. It's with an audience and it's with, you know, at the top level as well. Like for the hate raids that have 
just become such a large part. It's like there are, you know, 10, 15 words that if you just like, hey, if anyone says these words, permaban, boom, like that would just drop the, the, I mean, it wouldn't fix it. It wouldn't solve much. People would find other ways, but there's really basic stuff that Twitch is just not doing um, and that Twitch has never done. Um, yeah, there's definitely that, some safeguards they could put in place to limit it. Not mm-hmm. necessarily, like you said, eliminate it, but they could at least make it a harder thing to do in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and it, it is like it is somewhat difficult. It's like the same kind of quandary that that YouTube finds itself in. It's like, well, we're just letting people upload stuff, and it's like, yeah, but if what people are uploading is shit that's going to get people hurt, um, extremely like violent or discriminatory stuff, then you've got to take. Twitch has to take action. And there's, you know, it's, you know, come to light recently this last week, but it's just been like a forever long history of like abuse and grooming and racism and misogyny. And um, it's it's just, it is a cesspool of a platform as soon as you like scratch off that little surface. Um, and Twitch needs to do more. Twitch needs to do better. And it has... It has made a lot of really impressive PR statements and then nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we've seen a lot of really public stuff on stream happen that just shouldn't have and action was not taken quickly enough. Um, mm-hmm. I understand wanting to protect your revenue, but at the end of the day, you need to protect people and the people around them as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the people are their revenue. That's, you know, YouTube with its streaming platform has done a pretty... Uh, okay job at at trying to siphon people away um but you know i would i would love to see a competitor platform to to thin out um you know to to thin out the herd somewhat to to make twitch realize oh crap we've got to start caring about these people like these people that a lot of them you know you could technically say are you know employees as their partners or affiliate level um they've they've got to realize that if their revenue is the people their their impetus should be on protecting the people right and that's just not fucking happening yeah but that's that's kind of the scary thing right it's like yeah i agree there should be competition but lest we forget little known redmond washington startup microsoft (laughs) tried to do mixer Right, I'd totally like, forgotten. <laughs> yeah, right. I forget about it all the time too. But you know, the people behind Windows 11 did Mixer. They bought like the biggest streamer on Twitch at the time, Ninja. They like literally paid him, you know, five mansions at least to say, "Hey, stream exclusively with us." And Mixer's dead now. Yeah, and I think what the the biggest likely competitor is YouTube, right? Uh, but in some of the same ways that Twitch has this, uh, problems of seemingly not caring or not dedicating enough resources to combating stuff like this, YouTube's, I mean, YouTube's Google, Google's, that, that's what they're known for. That's what Steam's known for. All these big, com- big software companies that have these huge audiences that are just way too big to handle unless you're going to hire like hundreds of people literally just to do that. And none of them are willing to put that resource in. So it, it makes you wonder, like, any t- if there is another competitor, are they just not going to have the same problem? Because they're not, they're going to have that lack of resource dedication to something like that. Um, and like I said, YouTube seems to be the most likely place. They've bought 
well, just like Ninja, they've they've got a few people over recently from Twitch that are pretty big. And, you know, that's the home of Dr. Disrespect now for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fact so- that he isn't canceled off the face of the earth for some of the shit he's done. Um, that like that in itself is mind-blowing that that he didn't get kicked off Twitch and then got a huge payout to move over to, to the YouTube gaming. Well, he did get banned from Twitch. Yeah, I think especially after that E3 bathroom fiasco. Yeah. Yeah. At the very last... 18.6 billion hours watched in 2020. That's on Twitch? Mm-hmm. 9 wow. million active Twitch... Or, sorry, last year was 6.9 million active channels and 2.84 million um, concurrent viewers day-to-day. But, Rut, there's not even 81 billion hours in a year. Where are you <laughs> getting these stats from? Fake yeah, news. checkmate atheists. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think one of the most Twitch-like things to come out from this is uh, also part of this leak is uh, how much money certain streamers have made from streaming. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of content come out on YouTube and Twitch that are just like, let's look at who got paid the most and bitch about it, right? Like, Yeah, or like, how dare they get paid a lot of money? And it's like, well, I mean, you some part of you had to know that this was happening. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're Twitch getting streamers, money. Twitch streamers basically have to give up their life. To, to have the that's platform. the other thing like, yeah if they leave for a week to take a vacation they just bleed subs um mm. so i mean that's a whole other other point of discussion you know kind of streamer burnout there's only so long you can stream for 10 12 hours a day oh, yeah. day after day after day without you know taking a meaningful break but taking there's a meaningful a... break means you lose money i've um, seen I've seen people also comment and be questionable about like it was a statistic like 0.05% of Twitch streamers like earn a living wage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like how are you not seeing this? It's like looking at the stock market and seeing, look at all these successful businesses and not realizing the hundreds of thousands of millions that have dropped off the bottom yeah. and mm-hmm. are just not a thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's and the same thing. So talking about any- stocks. Yeah, well, it's like like with any endeavor, right? I mean, like, obviously, we know a lot of the very famous musicians out there who probably make a living off of their wages. But then, you know, how about the millions of other people who are wannabe musicians or like small time bands where like they have a day job doing something else at night? Let's not say let's not say wannabe, but how about like hobbyist or like enthusiast magicians? Or would just like (laughs) to make the living off of it? (laughs) Yeah. Not a sentiment we can, uh, you know, understand at all. Speaking of magicians working their magic, Sora. Yeah, Sora is going to be Sora from Kingdom Hearts is going to be in Smash. Finally, after finally, after eight years, at least of people begging, clamoring, hoping, believing in in the Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Now we get the Andrew Stretch part of the podcast. So that was a really cool thing that um that was brought up in that sora announcement stream first off that uh that stream is what taught me that there's actually a filter in discord that if someone like me screams way too loud in excitement it'll actually cut off my audio so that no one else has to have their ears blown out hey that's Um, good uh so i think at this point 
Rudd, Otten, and I, let's go get coffee real quick and stretch. Just kind of go. <laughs> what? And we'll be no, back. you guys can go. I'm we'll be back down. In, in three to four hours while <laughs> yeah, you yeah. recite the entire history of Kingdom Hearts. No, yes. I mean, no, I, I mean, I genuinely do think this is exciting. And as much as I like to um, uh, speak ill of Kingdom Hearts, it's all in good fun because, you know, I, I've played most of the games, but you're deluding yourself if you think Kingdom, the story is Kingdom fun. Hearts is the best punching bag because in any is. other game, if you go up to like some like serious like COD head or something and you say like, wow, COD sucks as the game. Like, no, no, no. But like this and this and okay, the campaign wasn't that great, but blah, 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 blah. You go up to a, like a serious Kingdom Hearts fan and say, wow, this story is so convoluted and full of just like what the hell is going on moments. That Kingdom Hearts fan will look at you straight face and go, yeah, how cool is that? Yeah, exactly. it's a little dumb. Like, wow, this yeah. stuff is awful and terrible and makes no sense. It's like, yeah, that's the best part. What are you talking <laughs> about? But tell you what, I am going to sing along full volume every single time I hear Simple and Clean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good song. Like, Kingdom Hearts has always had good original music, right? Like, always. It's so good. But the thing I'm wondering the most is, will Smash Ultimate be canon in King the Kingdom so. Hearts I've already seen Smash so World? many amazing fan theories. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing, right? I mean, we all know Nomura. We are famous with his work. We did our Nomura for episode two. That's this right. is it right now, right? <laughs> there, there has to be a way. Like we saw the Kingdom Hearts keyhole show up in Smash. That means Smash is a world in Kingdom right. Hearts. The final Smash, she has like opens the door, the, that yeah. the door, and let the slams them in. So all the Smash characters are now coming to Kingdom Hearts. That's right. Nintendo and I guess, well, I was going to say Final Fantasy, but that already is part of it. Yeah, I mean, it's part of Sephiroth. Yeah, we've already got Kingdom Hearts rep uh, Sephiroth and Cloud in Super Smash Bros. This is the third Um, Kingdom Hearts character. They've got, you know, the Kingdom Hearts representatives like Neku from that little known spin-off game, The World Ends With You. It's also a Kingdom Hearts title. Wait, Don't bother getting into it. Isn't Neku like a trophy or whatever it's called in Smash? Like a little thing yeah, you can and, summon? Yeah, and Neku was in Dream Drop Distance. So wait a minute. So like we all like Smash is the ultimate, um, you know, like mashup, like getting all these franchises together. Did Kingdom Hearts just swoop in and steal all that thunder? Be like, oh yeah, all that work, Smash, thanks. We are now taking all that work because all of you are now part of Kingdom Hearts also. And then we're just going to add to that. that Every I Kingdom mean, Hearts is going to be the franchise of all franchises. This does mean that Solid Snake is canon. That's in, right. In Kingdom Hearts. Solid Snake is a Kingdom Hearts character now. Would you not flip your shit if in the next Metal Gear Solid you see the keyhole pop up and Sora <laughs> pops out? Like, come on. This is the greatest game ever. Yeah. Well, it's also like, yeah, I mean, in, you talk about like transcending franchises, whatever. There's been so much discussion about this new character in Kingdom Hearts from the, the three DLC and from the from the video game that Rex was playing within the Toy Story world, Verum Rex. <laughs> Verum Rex, that's yeah. right. That, that's that right. is pretty much, and I'm, I'm seeing Rut's face here like, wow, yes, go on. I'm super interested. <laughs> <laughs> He's following all this. He's like a closet Kingdom Hearts fan. Uh, but all yeah. of the talk about whether um, whether this character from Verum Rex was really who Noctis was originally meant to be and whether where he's taking the Final Fantasy 3 and onward storyline is going to start lining in with what was originally Final Fantasy 13 verses that became 15. I feel like 
Kingdom Hearts is the perfect game for conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, yeah. This is yeah. back when conspiracy theories were fun and not just white supremacists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you could just you could like come up with the most crazy shit for Kingdom it's Hearts. Like, and it's it Pepe Sylvia, but I've got yeah. like a, a map of Walt Disney World and like different <laughs> like themed pins that I've had to pay fifteen dollars yeah. for. It's like it's like the what the was it the Iron Man two where the the convention was the atom or whatever you're, you're mapping out oh, disney yeah. world <laughs> disneyland to be like all right what does this come out to be and then it, and then you 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 take all of this map and all of this red twine and you lift it up and it says i am tom marvola riddle and now they've got a whole nother fan base <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh and if you say it fast enough you hear tom marvel and that Marvel's now going to come in on this. We're going to get right. some Star Wars. We're going to get some we're, all oh, of Disney. Man. You know, it's, and for the Harry Potter people, it's just the like cursed child world. <laughs> so everybody, <laughs> nobody likes it at all. Well, it's just it's just whatever they can use without uh, without J.K. Rowling's direct influence. Yeah. So yes. it's like a quarter of Fantastic Beasts <laughs> and like one of the board games for some reason. <laughs> Uh, and I and it would it's... work. Nomura would make it happen. Yeah, yes, I mean, that's yeah. that's the best part of Kingdom Hearts. Like you're saying, there's anything you say, nobody could be like, "There's no way they would do that." You're like, "Well, I mean, <laughs> well, good, yeah." Because yeah. you know, we're we're all joking about this, but yeah. I think there's also this undertone of like, but it's there's something, there's some truth here. Something's we gonna happen. We don't know what the truth is yet, but our guiding key will find it somehow <laughs> you know also uh for the smash people how great is it that it's a sword character i know you guys are very happy he's technically a sword character again you know i didn't yeah, so watch all of it does he have a counter is his down b a counter his down b is a counter oh my fucking god <laughs> okay yeah actually yeah to 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 go into some like analytics of the character because he looks like so much fun he looks um he's got uh, an up B with a ludicrous range. It's the same as a link sword slash. Even on the ground, it will spiral him up into the air. His side B is like uh, Pikachu's vault dash, but you can dash three times with it. You can also up B into the side dash. So you can be, and like they've always, you know, they've also touted that Sora is going to be like a super light character. Like he's lighter than young Link <clears throat> just to like get how floaty he is. Mm. Um, but some of the gameplay that they showed had him like off screen, like off in the bottom left of the screen, making a full recovery, not just like to ledge grab, but into the center of the stage. Um, oh, man. Amazing. With with some of his like like quick, uh, quick attacks out, you know, if you if you get caught in someone else's combo, like you're going to get punished that high, that high velocity is going to send you flying at a low percent. But for the players who like are really good at catching opportunities, watching, studying their opponent, um, getting in when they can to to get it. And that's also the counter that Sora has doesn't even like counter and throw back. It just counters and you can go straight into a combo with it. Um, Sora is going to be a character that like if you get caught, you will get punished. You are going to get sent flying. You can come back a number of times. Um but but the people who will be able to like catch someone in one of Sora's combos and like really punish off screen are gonna get some hype video clips. I'm really looking forward to 
you know, whatever first, you know, showcase or whatever we get to see for uh, for Sora in like top tier play. Because um, I, I reckon he's going to he's going to be super powerful and he's going to be like an entertaining watch. It's not just going to be, you know, a bunch of like blur characters moving on the stage, but you're going to see just Sora bouncing around all over the place. I'm so excited. I was like losing it. Yeah, uh, I, I think that speaks a lot to like what this is, right? Because Sora is the final, as far as we're aware, is the final Smash character for Smash Ultimate, right? Which kind of feels like a really good... I mean, I know there were a lot of people wanting a lot of different characters, Waluigi especially, but <laughs> I mean, I think there's something really poetic, right, about Sora being the final cherry on top for this, right? Mm-hmm. It just That's it a feels strong like wrong finish. Yeah, it just feels like the right send-off for a game that now has 82 fighter 82 fighters. I think right. I didn't do the math on it, but I saw that like if you break out all of like the characters that are kind of multiple characters or have like some gender swap variation, there's technically 100 characters. Um wow. but I think it's yeah, like 89 or it's something crazy. like unique selectable characters. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And hey, if you need to catch up on all of, all of Sora's wacky adventures, all of Kingdom Hearts is coming to Switch via the cloud. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Yeah, <laughs> definitely counts as it coming to Switch. Yeah. yeah, yep. It is coming to a browser you can boot up on the Switch. Pretty great. That's uh, Sure. The, I mean, the big benefit of Switch, tell you what it is coming to, it's coming to Steam Deck. <laughs> it's, it's what people will care true. about. Mm-hmm. True. Um, it's like, you know, we're going to say, oh, all of the portability of the Switch. Like, hey, is your roommate, partner, spouse, whoever, like using the TV and you want to defeat some Heartless? Sure. Hey, you want to take a flight? Fuck you. <laughs> nope. So Can't. annoying. So well, annoying. you know, the PS2 was really ahead of its time, right? It it could really run some amazing games at the Switch. Yeah, because I, I haven't been able to play Final Fantasy X on my Switch for five years at this point. Nope. No, I mean, that's a cloud version, too. You just don't know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. They're going to do the HD re-release of it. Mm-hmm. So, the Switch can't handle that one. Well, no, so. they... Yeah. Well, Switch has just done that with KOTOR as well. The, the yeah, KOTOR remake got announced, mm-hmm. and now the original KOTOR has, like, just been put on Switch. They're just hoping for accidental buys. Mm-hmm. Speaking of yeah. an accidental or buy. purposeful buys, thank you. <laughs> Man, I, I do have a lot to say about the Switch, and I will save it for the second half of the show. Um, but <laughs> let's talk about our final news story here. Back for Blood. Everyone's excited for this. Left Left 3 Dead, right, is basically what this is. Um, and it's come out recently that apparently if you play the game solo you're not really gonna get too much out of it like a lot of stuff is disabled there's like no progression there's no achievements or trophies really for solo play and it even limits like the kind of decks you can use which is basically like your create a class system sort of Mm -hmm. um even that is limited in solo mode so stat tracking as well like you can't track how many zombies you've killed or anything like that it's basically you're playing this on your own and it's completely different from if you play multiplayer, mm-hmm. um, which basically forces players to play online if they want to either collect achievements or um, really get into the meat of the game. Because from what I've seen too, like maps and objectives are different in single 
player versus multiplayer. Um, yeah. It's just a strange move. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm of two minds of it, right? Because it's like, I don't really see a reason to disable all of that. But also, I... I'm willing to bet. I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I would bet that most people who would buy and play Back for Blood or who would play it on Game Pass for almost free um, will be playing it with friends, probably, yeah. or online, like with randos. Yep. I mean, you're basically yeah. forced to, for the most part, um, at least for the core gameplay. I the one thing I did not see is if like if you could do just you and a friend in a multiplayer, or if in order to like get the quote unquote full game if it has to be a full party of four people. Mm. I would I would almost feel like all of this all of this discourse and like there's right for this discourse to be there. Imagine if they had called it training mode. If you booted yeah. it up yeah. and it said online play or training mode. Um I just it it seems like they've marketed it wrong. That's yeah, because if the intent is if they want you know people to play online with each other or whatever, which isn't every game now, um, we're at a point now, and we have been for a long time, where like you can only play a game online. Everybody's pretty accepts that. Like mm-hmm. your biggest games in the world are that. So yeah, it's not like you have a hurdle where you have to tr- like. You've got to trick someone to into it. buying a single yeah. player experience with a multiplayer add-on. Yeah, it's uh, so it, it's it's why even label it single player like you're saying, or why why have it if you're not expecting people or not wanting people to do it? And I mean, we we're just speculating. They they very well could be like, oh no, we intend on this being its own exp- or whatever. But unlocking, I mean, lo- hiding that stuff, the progression in particular, it's like we're still playing your game. Like what the hell, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because I played the beta of it, you know, a few weeks ago and, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest multiplayer gamer person. You know, I don't I don't play that many multiplayer games, but even that game, when I tried to play through it, I was like, no, this is definitely a game f- to play with friends for mm-hmm. sure. Like I would see no personally, I would see no reason to like just boot it up and just shoot zombies mindlessly. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just alone. I don't know that that doesn't really appeal to me. And that's kind of, I mean, that's how it was. It's, you know, we all know it's the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. Obviously enough, there's mm. homage in the title. But that's the same. It's like, yeah, there's a story to Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, there's, you know, multiple levels and stuff. But what what's like compelling about the game is like working together and those like high tension moments when the person that you've been friends with for however many years is an idiot and shoots the car that sets off the horde and you know the the conversation well, you can have in voice chat i think the game has more become i get to shoot a horde of teletubbies while i am a raptor and my friend is colonel sanders <laughs> and yeah that yes. and then the the witch is actually a sandwich coming after me right That's but it's the game is now <laughs> it's still you're enjoying all that with people yeah yeah you're you know, screwing around yeah. some people yeah you yeah Correct. you wouldn't go in it's just like the same with yeah gary's modern stuff like you don't just boot up the game and play on your own you you're gonna go in and you're gonna play not unless you're uh, like a sociopath (laughs) 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 yeah i don't know where i land is like i i can empathize with the people who are upset by this but i also feel like in the grand scheme of things like if i were in turtle rock shoes i would probably not weigh that feedback too heavily and would probably focus on like tweaking the multiplayer experience more if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they need to focus on gameplay. Um, To bring up everyone's favorite punching bag, Evolve, they did not listen to feedback throughout the process of that. And players saying, here's here's how we think the game will be better. Um, You know, when there are clear issues, I think that if they can, with this single player, multiplayer aside, make sure that the combat and the gameplay is really solid and feels really good. Um, and that multiplayer works well and that there's there's no major downsides. I think it's got a good chance. Everybody loves Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2. They just need to execute um, and, and kind of pay attention to the community this time around. Mm-hmm. I mean, zombie horde mode is like a tale as old as time in video games. You know, mm-hmm. like as long as you have a really good systems under that, you're, you're pretty you're pretty set, you know. Yep. So. I will see. I mean, we'll be playing it uh, this coming week because it comes out tomorrow. You know, if you're listening to this uh, episode live or when it drops. So we'll be playing it. We'll talk about it next week and we'll let you know what we think then. Uh, and we've but- also got, you know, in, in terms of like the four player combat shooter, you know, we've seen Vermintide do it and we've got Darktide mm-hmm. coming out yep. as well. So it's kind of getting to be a bit of a crowded genre space as well. So yeah. we. Because like World I mean, War Z has kind of come and gone. I played through all of that and it was fun. I wouldn't say that replayability was right there for me. It didn't have uh, a lot of staying power. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see as more fills this fills this genre, what's going to come out on top. Mm. And you know, I wonder too if it's kind of like developers um, like trying to time things up with the pandemic, right? Because I feel like more more often than not right you're probably playing online games with your friends more so than like let's hey come over let's play smash on the couch or something right mm-hmm. so i wonder if this is kind of a direct response to that where like more and more people are playing co-op online experiences i'm, I'm just... really looking forward to rainbow <laughs> six quarantine i don't know what you guys are talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> i already forgot the new name for that one extinction i believe extraction extraction oh. i don't know Extin- the no extinction is the bad one we don't, we don't want that one to happen oh, okay i don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> spoken like a true millennial <laughs> um let's let's shift over and talk about some of the games we've been playing for the past week or so uh, and do you want to kick us off yes no I, no porn this week don't hurt well uh oh god uh, uh okay i guess i won't thanks i will let you know that i did spend a not insignificant amount of time trying to find a certain image uh from what i was talking about last week with warcraft uh-huh. 3 for your Failure. personal needs well i just you know nostalgia <laughs> nostalgia drives you a lot of times mm-hmm. unsuccessful search anywho I've been playing a game that a very tonal shift happening eastward is nothing like that at all. Uh, <laughs> so glad East- we're setting it up like this. <laughs> yeah, eastward is a uh, I, what I think what drew me to it first is there's always like it seems like every year there's at least like one really amazing looking pixel graphic game that comes out, and eastward is it for me this year. Uh, it's just it looks amazing. It's animated, crazy good. And that was more or less why I was like, I will give this a shot. Um, it's made by this indie developer out of Shanghai. I think what, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Pixpill or something. But it's set in this like post-apocalyptic world where you're playing this like, I don't know who he is. This guy, they just call him John and he looks kind of like a homeless guy. Like rough, not homeless, but he just, he's rough. He's been, 
and everybody's always giving him sh- like crap for like he drinks and whatever he needs a low life and it's like well the whole time at the beginning you're just helping people out it's like damn these people suck like i'm mm. just going around helping people and you have this girl you're watching sam you're not her father they don't i don't know what happened there yet and she basically lives with you and you take care of her and there's you're in this underground society where nobody leaves it so the, the the idea of sky and grass is like everybody's like whatever man that's a fantasy you're insane that doesn't exist the, this is the world and if you leave this world you're dead um and so like like people that have left don't come back and if you start talking that stuff you get made fun of and whatever and it's just an awful little society like there's a school for the kids but the sam the girl you're looking after can't isn't let in they're like oh get out of here you gross like poor person and mm. but there's only like seven kids and you're like shouldn't what's the hold up for why she can't be in there and everybody's pissed when she eventually you do get her in there so it's this really weird society uh that you're getting out of to then explore the world and i haven't explored much of the world yet but it's definitely this po- post-apocalyptic like a toxin is everywhere you have to avoid kind of thing um, pixelated lost of us that's what it kind it, of i mean well, it's get it sorta but with like more um, it's not nearly as depressing or serious though so like this the the look of it is reminds me very much of earthbound and they know that it looks very earthboundy like there's references to it mm-hmm. um and so is so in the similar and the the um vibe it gives off and like the writing and the dialogue and stuff that is also very earthbound uh reminiscent of that so what is the gameplay like how are you interacting with it yeah so like it's a lot of like just running around talking to people doing stuff but you then get into these very obvious like combat scenarios where you use your trusty frying pan as your weapon and apparently there's others later Mm. um and it's it's almost i don't want to say identical but it's um i can't everything i see i can't help but not think of a top-down zelda game like from the enemies to I'm going through a dungeon. It's like you literally go to open like a locker and you get a giant key to unlock a door later. It's like, oh, so I'm collecting mm-hmm. keys in this I'm gonna, dungeon. To I'm going to be honest. Them. I wasn't sold on it at all. And you said beautiful top-down Zelda. Yeah. And I think I'm going to have to buy that. <laughs> and they've got um, – it, it looks great. I've, I've gone through just a couple of dungeons, and it's pretty simple so far, but I think that's just it's pretty early in the game. Um, but it's definitely – Zelda in every way. Like you have bombs you set down. You do. I'm waiting till I get a boomerang at some point. I've got to. <laughs> like, I don't know when it's coming, but there's been everything else. Yeah, oh, sure. Um, but it's just been a, a good time. That's um, be interesting to see where they go with it. Mm. Uh, and I, we so we don't have a review on the site. I noticed because uh, I was reading up on it, and it came out oh three weeks ago now or something like that. I haven't seen a ton of people talk about it, but I, I think it's uh, when we start talking about game of the year stuff or like indie game of the year, it'll be one just on the first impressions that I would be considering talking about. Yeah. Cause I remember everything I've seen of the game. I, I was in the similar mind as you of like, Oh man, that looks like that indie darling graphics shit. Yeah. That it's it's a like, beautiful right? game. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the Owlboy of the year kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah but september has also been such a busy month for like other releases that i just haven't found the time to 
yeah because everything was compressed with the pandemic and stuff like stuff's now starting to really come out this is one of those that i would definitely get lost in the shuffle i think Mm -hmm. and so far it seems pretty great well that's good yeah i mean i I might try to pick it up as like october is like kind of quiet ish sort of maybe i'll (laughs) well (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe a little i don't know i I do i guess I, yeah, I, I think do if want you'll to check the that. Tech Raptor game calendar, you'll actually find that October is quite busy. Once we get into December, it looks like yeah. it's a uh, filing down yeah. a bit. That's right. What, what's what's that URL, Rhett? <laughs> slash game dash calendar. TechRaptor.net <laughs> slash calendar. Mm-hmm. There it is. New feature. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of, Rhett, what have you been playing? So I jump around a lot um, just because I like trying new things and I, I don't know. I have wicked adhd um but mostly been playing new world the last week uh with a buddy um spending a lot of time chopping trees and mining ore um it's just (laughs) you've been playing minecraft basically um (laughs) it's new world is not what i expected so i'm i'm of the world of warcraft world of warcraft lineage um as well as runescape and others that it's you know very pve focused um you know crafting is kind of a secondary nice to have thing um and pvp is like a if you want to type thing um new world however is every single bit of crafting matters doesn't like tailoring weapon smithing all of it it all impacts how quickly you can grow within the game um and the faction based system is essentially forced on you for the most part so you've got to pick a faction and then a lot of the end game really revolves around the pvp so taking territories essentially um think of it as planet side two as an mmo where you're basically just you've got two warring companies um so somebody controls the area so we're purple syndicate um because they have the best like microtransaction stuff and that's uh, what you want yep and uh so if we control a, a section the other one of the other companies and factions has to essentially build up territory standing to the point that they've now got enough standing within the territory that they can wage war on you and then it sh- figures out who which companies will get to to war head to head um and then they set a time and for most of them it's like 9 p.m at night so hard to participate in also i'm not level 60 um but you essentially you wore it out to take over each section of the map and depending on what section you have you get bonuses so fast travel is cheaper if you are going from one place you own to another um you get free resources every day um depending on which part you're in and then just there's a lot of like back and forth um whoever controls the city gets to essentially plan out its development so which crafting stations get upgraded are we going from like a village all the way up to i don't know what the highest level is but you continue to like build up cities um and it's it is very community driven in terms of everybody has to pitch in to essentially upgrade cities um so it's it's been interesting um again i'm not very far in i'm almost level 30 um but i am enjoying the crafting and stuff quite a bit since it actually matters right well, so if if you're on like the losing side, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say the the opponent has taken over that region, so can you just like not enter that region anymore? Like, if you have a, a story quest where you need to go there, are you just kind of like fucked. 
No, you can still st- still play the game as usual. Basically, the the advantages to owning a territory are um, lower taxes for your faction. So you pay taxes to whoever owns the territory. Um, so that if that if that company owns the city, you're essentially paying that company money. Um, anytime Leave it to you, Amazon. Yeah, anytime you pay your <laughs> your literal in-game mortgage. Um, and uh, anytime you craft something, anytime you sell something on the auction house, um, it, it's basically that company and that um, faction gets benefits for owning that, which is why there continue to be wars because it is actually valuable to own these different um, sections of the map. So the MMO by Amazon Game Studios is about building company towns. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, and sure. also something, something colonialism. Yeah, sure. No, that's so. This is yeah. if anybody saw Nomadland. This is Nomadland the game, <laughs> but in the you know the past. It's like yeah, those right. people that you hear about that will like get off their you know sixteen-hour shifts driving trucks across America to settle down at the rig in the back of their truck and load up truck driving simulator. <laughs> sounds like that. It sounds like you're doing that to me. You're, you're, A little you're bit. spending yeah. your day job, you know, paying taxes, everything to look forward to loading up a game, to and putting out taxes. some manual labor to, <laughs> to, lo- uh, to pay some taxes. Chopping down 600 trees a day just to make 20 some odd items. Yeah. But um, tell you what, it's it, it's wild. It burns just about as many graphics cards as a uh, crypto mining does. Fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, because it's only it's only the thirty series, yeah, right? The RTX thirty, 30 series. series. Yeah, it's the yeah. thirty series. Yeah, that's kind of wild though, because you think that because that was a problem back in the beta too. So you would think you you would hope that they would uh, figure that out before it's fully launched. But well, we figured out it's a little bit of both parties. I think I think the manufacturers something slipped there too is kind of what i've read is part of it's on amazon for not optimizing properly and part of it is an issue with the graphics cards themselves all i hear is rut towing the company line i don't know about you guys this shell get him out of here (laughs) drop a link to prime below (laughs) he's gonna be moving to seattle soon I mean, I'm already I'm living in Bezos Town. That's where I'm in. True, <laughs> Seattle. But you're trapped. You're like you're like one of the poor like poor guys that just he moved in and now the identity of the town's going away. And then soon the town will come together and realize we got to get them out. You know, like one of those indie movies. Yeah. Like say, sorry, are you trying though. to are you trying to pitch this movie to us right now? <laughs> well, you know, I got a meeting with Lifetime later. I think I got a good shot. No, Lifetime will do it. <laughs> Put in a put in a crappy romance between an Amazon worker and like the head of the resistance, and you'll probably have Hallmark. Oh yeah, I mean they're going to be the well. key players that bring him down. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. All right, before we slip too much into anti-capitalist rhetoric, um, right, I see you have two other games on the list. You want to you want to go through them real quick? I can go them real quick. Um, so I started playing Age of Darkness yesterday too, which is basically uh, Age of Empires with Horde mode. Um. Oh. Basically, you are given a set amount of quote unquote days to build up your city, prep your defenses, all that kind of stuff. And then when night hits on the third or fourth or fifth day, whatever, um, a boatload of monsters rush your city. Um, And if you're not prepared, it's GG. And it has been GG the last seven 
games. Um, so you're very good at it. Yeah, I'm uh, dog shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like wave one is 150, wave two is 600. At some point, it gets up to 70,000 monsters on screen, Heck according yeah. to it, which is just that's. Quite I hope the I get to that word. point. Um, <laughs> but I I don't see myself getting past like maybe wave four or five. But it is like. You kind of have to think through, okay, where am I going to place walls? Where am I going to place um, towers and like all that kind of stuff on top of managing your population, making sure you have enough resources coming in, like all that stuff. It's a couple of interesting components. Did you play They Are Billions or whatever it is, or They Were Billions, whatever that's called? It's on my list. I've been like super addicted to City Builders. It's pretty close to that. That's, that's, I was wondering how similar it was to that because I played that. Yeah. It's from what I remember of their billions, then yeah, it's it's pretty similar. Um, yeah. But this one just kind of jumped out to me because it's very like dark fantasy. Yeah. Um, and there's this oh, one you have like heroes and stuff too on top of just units, right? Yeah, like you've a, got like you a, a you've got a hero, and then at the start of every what they call death night, which is when everything zergs you, um, you get death, a, a death debuff. Night, that's such a yeah. game name term. Yeah, <laughs> it's a gamer yeah, you get, term. You get a randomized debuff, and then if you survive the death night. Um, you get uh, a for the rest of the game bonus, so like fifteen percent less resources to build and stuff like that. So surviving actually matters. Um, Normally, surviving is the hard matters. part. Yeah. So that one's cool. Um, and then my buddy and I've been playing Ember E M B R, which is where you basically play a firefighter, sort of. Oh. You're like a, a gig fireworker. It's like Uber for fire. Um, where you're basically you're trying to pull people out of burning houses but also steal their shit um, and uh, make money off of that or you can give them their stuff back for a tip um, but let's be honest you get paid way more for stealing um, and there's a couple that are like you basically have to burn down the house and a couple of, so there's like rescue there's escape there's even like a ember eats it's called where you basically have to deliver food to the person in the burning house before you can take them out of the burning house um and it's like it's tons of ragdoll physics it's absolutely hilarious you're just basically screaming into the mic um as you burn to death or accidentally drop somebody off a roof to roof to their death um dude that sounds stupid and i love it it's stupid like it is the <laughs> dumbest premise for the, the, a game but it's so much fun um so if, if you're somebody who likes to play multiplayer with your friends um this is it's a must play it's a must buy it's absolutely hilarious um and i would love to get a group of four tech raptor people together just screaming at each other for a couple hours so first we got rut you know shilling amazon and all pro corporate and now we've got them pro stealing shit and oh you know these public services that should be for everybody to help people. I'm not going to help you unless I can steal your shit. We should yeah, privatize and we, and we should privatize them. Exactly, this should be privatized. And you know, he said it's like like Uber or something for firefighters. What kind of hellscape is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's to, it's hilarious. Definitely. I just imagine sitting on the corner of my on fire building, just saying, ah, oh, you know, another driver just canceled. Like, oh. The fire's on two floors now. Better go for Ember XL. <laughs> or, yeah, you gotta, or, you know, they're sitting, you got to pay until they respond. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's, yeah. And you're basically, you're armed yeah. with like a bunch of random stuff. So you've got like a sprinkler, you've got a, a hose gun, like all this, these fun gadgets um, that you can just do silly shit with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super fun. Yeah, no, I love that idea. Because I, I mean, 
it definitely is saying a lot about our Catholic society and all, but it's just, it just seems like such a silly premise, just a fun, oh, yeah, yeah. stupid, dumb game that I, yeah. like, and all in a good way, you know, yeah. not like, yeah. Yeah, it does sound a lot of fun. Uh, Stretch, what have you been playing recently? So, what I have been playing, I cannot talk about. Um, mm. And I look forward to to play, to talking more about what I cannot talk about in upcoming weeks. But um, I did Avengers just hit Game Pass. Yes, we've we've had our Nomura segment, and now we're going to have the Game Pass segment. Yes, um, Avengers has hit Game Pass, and so I finally loaded it up. I you know from the get go, I looked at Avengers and thought eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until this hits Game Pass. Um, so you knew you had a premonition even when it first launched last year, like this will hit Game Pass eventually. We, we yeah, I mean Game Pass is now up to 419 titles. That arrogance it's, is gonna bite you someday, it's, man. It's not an <laughs> if; it's a when at this point. I mean, we Horizon were, I, Forbidden West. I'll wait till that hits Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. That's coming someday. someday. Listen, I can hope. I mean, it'll be it'll be coming to PC at least, or you can just yeah. load up load up PlayStation Now in the Edge browser on your xbox anyway. and stream honestly mm-hmm. i think horizon will hit games pass before i can get a ps5 <laughs> um but i've been playing avengers and i've only gotten like a couple of chapters in i haven't bothered with any of the multiplayer stuff so far Don't. um well yeah i mean pretty much what what i've continuously heard about this is like wow the story player like the single player the story mode is awesome um and i've been really enjoying it it is a bit jarring to see like the the spirit halloween captain america and the spirit halloween bruce banner mm-hmm. like they walk on the stage for the first time and you're like oh yeah i do know who that is they look weird but i know who that is <laughs> um but combat's been fun it's been as as i expected um it's kind of like avengers seems to be what um what monster hunter world was to the Marvel Marvel Universe Marvel Ultimate Marvel Universe Ultimate Marvel I'm blanking on this game's name it was on oh, the Switch Ultimate Alliance yeah Ultimate Alliance that's it uh, Ultimate Alliance 4 um, that was on the Switch last year the year before oh 3 Ultimate yeah. Alliance 3 yeah whichever one oh, was the most yeah. recent to release god I'm all yeah. over the place um, <laughs> but it's been really fun and I love like getting in and you know kicking asses as, as the Hulk and Picking people up and having people beat other people with their faces and stuff. Um, so it's been it's been a fun campy time. I can definitely see. Uh, like I loaded up the game for the first time, and I didn't know how to get to the single player. I was bombarded <laughs> oh. <laughs> with with advertisements for the new upcoming thing, the Wakanda stuff. You know, I could hit right bumper to go to like the the you know the storefront. Um. But they just have like, you know, Intel missions and this missions and this missions. And just like one of those menus was the one that was like, oh, here's the campaign. It's like, yeah, that that why don't you call it that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that definitely seemed like a problem. Um, mm. First loading up and like visibility for a new player. Um, so how, how many uh, XP bonuses have you bought so far? I've bought them all. Every single one of my characters is now dressed dressed as a rainbow unicorn um made sure to get that cosmetic for everyone and boosted them up to the max level cap cap so that i can 
start raiding even though I don't know how to play oh. the game and <laughs> fell into their trap. The best part of Game Pass is that it was free. Oh, yeah. Now it's not free to you. All Game Pass games are free. We know this. This is a fact. But... Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> um yeah. but no, it's it's fun. It's I look forward to like playing some more of it probably this afternoon or something. But yeah. it's just been like so a nice light punching game. Yeah. I think a lot of people in the spot you were where it's uh now that it's on game pass there's no reason for people not to try it because i mean the campaign isn't um it's good like when you get towards the end you definitely see the influence of oh this is going to be a game where you know here's the set map that i go and do these objectives mm-hmm. on a lot over and over again and some campaign maps are exactly that too you're like oh okay like you don't notice it for a while uh i've played through the campaign when it came out uh but if anybody wants to it's definitely a fun time it's, it's especially funny to me that like i mean the big the big drama when it first came out was all about spider-man and now we're yeah he's in the game now right no i know oh at least he's can't wait for him to come to the game pass version of the game though right that's right (laughs) but yeah it's it's been wild that that it has now been and like i get COVID and stuff um but it's just so weird that that something that that really populated and and um was overwhelming in the news cycle around its announcement hasn't even come to pass yet the game is on game pass before they've had their playstation advantage well that and like spider-man is by far and away the most popular superhero and it's not even close and has been that way for a long time Mm -hmm. yeah definitely (laughs) yeah and and honestly it does feel like playstation's kind of taken all that up anyway right because i mean I'm far more excited about Spider-Man 2, like Marvel Spider-Man 2, than Spider-Man coming to Avengers, right? Yep. Oh, without and a doubt. And then on top of that, I would say probably one of the other most popular Marvel superheroes, Wolverine. I mean, that's about to be PlayStation 2, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not really... I mean, coming to the Square Enix verse. Yeah. No, I mean... It'll be in the Kingdom Hearts verse soon enough, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All comes full circle. Yeah it always does but no i mean i i do wonder about the avengers' future right because i mean it's definitely built to be a platform more than just a game and after about a year of seeing it uh try i don't yeah i don't know is it gonna be a destiny killer is what we want (laughs) (laughs) no no it won't and that's what's so great to see what they're doing with guardians of the galaxy is it's not because that was the first thought was like oh god are they gonna do what they did with avengers no doesn't seem like that which thank god yeah it's just gonna be a you know single player adventure game from the vibe of it that you can play in cloud mode on your new on the switch switch scratch on the go anywhere you could play it anywhere on a plane anywhere right? you get Rooftop internet party oh <laughs> oh yeah in new york <laughs> um so yeah I, I actually did make the um dumb financial decision to buy an oled switch i i've been playing it for a while now and i wanted to play more of it last night but i i didn't find the time but i've been playing metroid dread on it right and so i mean to get that out of the way metroid dread is very fun if you were looking for a metroid game it it's that you know completely that i mean it's my first side-scrolling metroid game but i am enjoying it it is very fucking hard um and i do sometimes dread playing it because it is so yeah yeah it's i suck at it but the oled switch is 
you know, I feel like for a while before it came out, people were saying like, you only get this if you play handheld, right? Because everything under the hood isn't really that upgraded. It's just the screen. And I'm one of the uh, one of those people who only play my Switch handheld. Like I still have not hooked up my uh, my OLED dock. Like actually it's it's sitting right here. No plugs in the OLED dock, right? Like I just I only play it handheld. So I'm I guess one of the people who would benefit from the OLED screen. And after 15 minutes of playing Dread, I kind of already forgot that uh, I, I, it was an OLED screen. I was just like, yep, I'm just playing oh. a game on my Switch. That's kind of one right. of the weird things about those like big changes is that when you see it side to side, it can be so much of a, of a huge difference. But if you see it in a vacuum, it's going to be like, okay, like that's just going to be the new normal. Like you'll have moments yeah. if you see someone else's switch that you'll be like, oh, oh yeah, I'm glad I upgraded. But if that's like your main experience, yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, because I mean, I, I've seen the side by sides. Like, I, I booted up my other Switch too, and it's like, oh, it's night and day. Like, for mm -hmm. sure, if you're buying a new Switch right now, Year of Our Lord 2021, get the OLED Switch for sure. There's no re like, if you have the extra 50 bucks, right? There's no reason to not get the OLED Switch as your first Switch. I've been seeing people comparing all over Twitter and like even getting past the whatever crappy lighting and crappy phone they were taking the photo on. Um, and whatever compression, you know, it takes to upload a photo to Twitter. It's like, that looks nice. Like the colors like really pop. Yeah, they really do. And and the the darkness really doesn't pop either, right? I mean, that's the whole point of OLED, yeah. right? It's like the, the, the when it's black, it is very, very like the pixel is off, right? Um, and you see that contrast really well in Metroid because Metroid has a lot of bright spots, but then a lot of just like complete darkness. And it does make that game look better than it than it would on a normal switch mm -hmm. but i'm still getting frame drops i'm still getting long load yeah. times i'm still getting you know all of those performance issues that you've had with the switch you're gonna get it here but in glorious oled vision <laughs> you know like it's still gonna perform a little slower it's like it's, here's this ferrari but we've put uh we've put a 1999 engine under the hood yeah exactly yeah i mean we're coming on it was already pretty underpowered when it came out and it's you know we're four and a half years into its life now yeah it and yeah yeah and it's just it's kind of a shame right because this feels like a half upgrade you know if, if this were like oled and you know better chip or you know it can mm -hmm. play 1080p or 4k even like that this would be the success story for nintendo this year right but for now, it's just like, it's a nice to have, you don't really need it sort of thing. That's that's kind of a weird thing though. Like we used to have those like half generations, like, you know, the, the DS to the DS Lite to the DSi. Like we did have those like half iterations that were just form factor. And then now we are getting to like the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 4 Pro, or I guess before that was the 360 to the 360 Slim. Um, and so, you know, what, what Nintendo used to call a, you know, a mid cycle refresh is now like a quarter step. Like, oh, it looks yeah. different. Yeah. And, you know, cause I, I think back right to Nintendo's history, especially with their handhelds. Right. And they, mm -hmm. they're almost notorious for being like, you know, your Game Boy Advance, we made it flip now. It's a flip, it's like a flip phone, but your Game Boy, right? Like. You know, they, they're notorious for just 
retooling the wheel without hey, that really had changing. a backlight too didn't it? it it did it did have a backlight oh, so i mean on now. yeah it was better right but it's still like it's still going to play game boy advance games right yeah. like you know in terms of software it's not going to play it really that much better or faster or whatever um so nintendo's been doing this for years and now that their their only console is like a handheld slash home console sort of thing i see them dipping their toes into that same idea of like retooling the wheel but where my issue is it's like i'm cool with you doing that but if you're leaving a lot of the glaring issues that a lot of people are still complaining about like joy con drift yeah. is still gonna be a thing that statement from Switch. them was they, they claim so they've been updating it yeah 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 and you know i I don't know how to solve that problem. I'm not a manufacturer. I'm not a you know console creator or anything. But you would think that it, it would be their job to figure that out, right? And so you pair Joy-Con drift with generally slower load times, lower frame rates compared to the contemporaries now coming out from Sony and Microsoft, right? Like let alone wherever PCs are today. It's it's just easy to see a lot of the cons of owning a Switch right now. And I'm not sure if well, there's two the of them on either side. There. It's the Joy-Con left and the Joy-Con the Joy- right. Yes, yeah, you can see a lot of the Joy Cons mm. with owning a Switch, but it's like I don't know if the OLED is the victory they needed right now. Do they need one though? I mean, it's still selling like crazy. Yeah. No, I don't think they need it. Like that's that's yeah. the, the thing, right? With Nintendo, yeah. like as as much as everyone likes complaining about it, you're still going to go out there and buy Smash. You're going to buy Mario. You're going to buy Zelda, right? Like. That's just where Mar- That's where Nintendo is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Without oh. without diving too much into it, do people think that the 4K Switch is real or not? Because I think it is. With like COVID precaution, has like oh COVID and chip shortage has like pushed it back. But there's been rumors all over the place um, this week, especially. Yeah, I mean screens right now, at least coming from my perspective in in IT, are are difficult to obtain. I think I tried to get a. A laptop prepared for a client a couple weeks ago, and it was it's a three month wait, um, because you just can't get LED screens um, right now specifically. Um, you know, lead times are insane for technology, and I don't think we're going to see it improve until mid twenty twenty three. So, yeah, next year's going to be maybe better, but I don't think we're going to go back to how things were pre COVID until twenty twenty three. Yeah, no, I'm in that similar boat. I do think that the 4K Switch, I mean, I don't know if like prototypes of it exist or whatever, but I think Nintendo is shrewd enough to realize, okay, we need like we need something under the hood to beef up the Switch, whether it's 4K or just like a faster process or whatever. Like there is a there is a Switch Plus Pro, whatever you want to call it. Switch 2. Yeah, that's in the works, right? But I think it's that global supply chain that because I mean, it's not just you know, gaming that's hampered by it, right? Like food yeah. shortages and like, you know, other tech stuff. It's like, it's everywhere. Yeah. I guess like, we'll find out in the next year if they make an announcement about it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but otherwise, hey, you know, if if on Friday you didn't get an OLED switch and you don't need one, I would say go buy Metroid Red at least. It's pretty good. You know, if, if you're into that sort of vibe, like, you know, it it's one of those Metroidvanias. If you've if you've heard of that, you know, it's a thing that indie games do a lot. It's one of those. I've been getting um, mad FOMO watching everyone get into it and play it and stuff, but I'm about to go 
spend a week in a cabin in a in a state park and you know that i'm gonna be destroying some metroid dread oh yeah it's perfect for that because it's just i don't know the pacing of it's really quick like i've never felt like i don't know what to do because mm-hmm. like you go somewhere and then it's like cool we're gonna take you all the way fucking over here and you're just gonna figure it out from there man it's like yeah all right um i think that should wrap us up for this week's episode yeah so if you if you like what we did here leave us a review if you would like please that'd be great if not share it with a friend let them know retweet whatever all of that stuff and if you're listening to us on a podcast app hit subscribe if you haven't already if you're on youtube feel free to hit subscribe there too give us a like drop a comment let us know what you think are you gonna buy the oled switch are you enjoying new world let us know your thoughts right um and if you want more information in general about gaming news reviews features and all that you can go to techraptor.net or check out all the links in our description we have stories for almost everything we've talked about today that you can dive in read more check it out and just one more final shout out to safe in our world for celebrating their second year anniversary you know day after uh mental health awareness day mental health day right that was yesterday um and no it's rad i mean we want to continue supporting them and we also just want to continue supporting people around the world and their mental health. So, you know, check out the links in the description, see what we've got in store for them. We will be back next week to talk about Back for Blood and, you know, whatever other games are coming out, because that's what we always do here. So we will see you next week. And until then, this has been the Tech Raptor Podcast. See ya. Yeah.